Sad, and um, today I'm taking you to the islands, okay, with one of my really, really great friends. Um, yes, this is the core behavioral therapist, Dr. Trish Ramperside. In case you couldn't hear me before, and if you like that song, it's called Fijian Sunset by UB40. And I am here with Donna. Donna is one of my really great friends. Um, Donna V. How do you how do you say your last name, Donna? Uh, it's Vambula. Vambula, Vambula. Vambula, yeah. Donna for coming. Um, Donna has a production company called Donna Velosa um, Productions. And her husband is also the owner and designer of Bula Boy uh, Wear. And I'm actually wearing one of their sweatshirts. It's really cool. Hey! <laughs> you look cute in it too. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and Donna was actually one of the first people to um, run the first Fijian Asian uh, fashion show, right, in San Francisco. Am I correct? I, well, I, <laughs> it is the first, it, it, apparently, according to people in the Bay Area, yes, it is the first sort of like uh, fashion production. Um, you know, and so we had like everybody from the South Pacific uh, that was participating in it. It was open to everyone in the Pacific and also to the islanders yeah. um, across the globe, like Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. You know, not many people know this, but Trinidad and um, Tobago and Guyana in South America have very similar cultures to Fijians. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, Trinidadians yes. and Fiji, it's a, you know, island folk. <laughs> um, and it's just such a rich culture and I can totally relate, but um, you know, Donna, this is a mental health podcast and we talked a little bit about some things we're going to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you what got you into fashion in the first place? I think it all started when I was a lot younger. Um, I used to read fashion magazines and um, growing up, my parents were like, you know, you need to get into a profession, something that will pay the bills. And I've always um, been inspired by fashion and by the artistic and creative approach in it. And so I went to New Zealand for about, I was living there for five years. Shout out to and the Kiwis. Okay. Yeah. You know, New Zealanders are called Kiwis, right? Yes, that's right. And so. Um, <laughs> When I have some I, friends from New Zealand, so I think they'd appreciate that shout-out. <laughs> shout-out to all the Kiwis, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was my time in New Zealand that was a great influencer for me, personally, because it allowed me to grow and um, and to see, um, especially in Wellington, where there was, like, the creative scene is, like, very um, active. And um, I got to see a lot of things, um, you know, they had these 
huge museums and and um, all these jazz singers and one of my flatmates was also a jazz singer at the time and so um, a lot of exposure to the art sector um, things that I wouldn't be able to experience while I was in Fiji and so when I went back home I thought it would be a great idea to start Fiji Fashion Week and then um, I was about 28 at the time and uh, everything you know it sort of progressed from there. That's so awesome um, because you. yeah you're welcome um, because you know, we talked a little bit about this. Donna's models um, range, and it's they're so diverse as far as size and plus modeling and stuff. And I wanted to ask you, um, how did you come about to um, being more diverse as far as body image? A lot of people out there have body image issues and, and whatnot, um, especially women of color. Um, yeah. so I wanted to get your take on that. Right. I mean, it's certainly um, evolving now in America. And um, back in Fiji, when we had first started off, we kind of had like the cookie cutter model where we had like, you had to be a certain height and you had to be a certain shape to be uh, modeling on the runway. But, you know, thank goodness the narrative has changed. And so we've got all these celebrities and icons who are using their influence to create a more bo uh, body positive uh, movement. And so we had like Rihanna with Fenty. We had uh, Tommy Hilfiger with uh, Zendaya. Yeah. And they did the, um, you know, they had their, sh their show at um, Paris Fashion Week. And mm -hmm. so it, it's something that you really can't ignore. Like, the brands are becoming more successful because they're becoming more inclusive. Right. And so people really wanted to see themselves on the runway and people are more accepting when it's more real and more authentic. And that's what we really wanted to embrace. Yeah. Just the authenticity and just having people come to the show, enjoy the show, see themselves, you know, being part of the show and part of the community. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Um, you know, with body image issues and, and, I really so appreciate how exclusive um, your shows are. I was wondering if you can talk a little bit. This is a mental health podcast, and I wanted to mm -hmm. ask you, what sort of mental health issues do you see with, um, within the community um, mm -hmm. of fashion and perhaps the Fijian community? Not that you speak for everyone. I'm, you know, just your opinion, things that you've noticed. Mm. You know, like mental issue, it's, it's sort of like a taboo subject you really don't get to talk about it a lot especially when you're combating issues like depression and anxiety um you know, bipolar certain issues like that it's sort of like frowned upon you because we come from a christian country as well it's you automatically think that it has to be a spiritual thing where we need to pray about it and it's it's not openly discussed right. but things are starting to change um, within the um, Pacific Island community where people um, addressing issues like depression and anxiety and um, stress and, yeah. and being bipolar. But in the fashion industry, of course, you have to be, you know, like a lot of creatives um, there, you know, we have bipolar. We, we had Kate Spade who struggled a lot with um, depression and anxiety. Right. And you know when these when these um events happen like 
the death of Kate Spade and Alexander McQueen, the fashion industry really had to wake up and, and see the kind of effect they were having on people. Um, you know, like wow. constant competition, constant um, reevaluation of yourself and having to, um, you know, the, the pressures of society as a whole. And so it was, um, it really shook the fashion industry and people began to discuss like, hey, like what's happening in your life? Are you okay? You seem kind of stressed. Um, and so it's great that things are um, evolving and that we're being more open-minded and open to discussing these uh, certain issues. Yeah. No, that, that's really great. Um, that's so true because, so it sounds like people are more open to discussing what's been happening given what happened with Alexander McQueen and Kate Spade. Um, so there's awareness around mental health, which is really great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in the fashion industry, I know there was, I don't, we, we didn't talk about this, but um, I was actually listening to, um, to a, a, another podcast and this woman who used to be a model said that she smoked a lot of cigarettes and she, um, she used to use substances in order to remain a certain figure. Um, do you see substance abuse and, and those type of issues still going on today in, in, your, in the fashion industry as far as what you've seen? I think there's a certain level of addictions that you do see um, that are ac accepted by society, you know, like alcoholism. Um, I mean, it's not accepted, but you definitely can see that there's a progression towards that, um, where it's uh, alcohol abuse or, um, you know, substance abuse, uh, marijuana, stuff like that. Um, and it's some states are actually in the United States. Some some states have you know, have um, have legalized it right? Marijuana too in some states. So yeah. Yeah. So they've legalized it and then, you know, there's always a moderation to things. And um, um, with fashion, because it's a lot of high pressure, because your work is open to criticism and it's open to, um, you know, feedback from anyone and everyone. It's it's not like you're an accountant and, and you have like the numbers and, and it's only evaluated yeah. by the, the managing director. But this is like a, a, an artwork that's that's curated by a person and they you know like their journey and it's open for scrutiny. And so that level of um, pressure can sort of like lead you into you know. Um, substance abuse and and if if you don't monitor your well-being and, and, and check in with you know people mm -hmm. so I mean it's it's like that for for the fashion industry yeah right um, a lot of self-medication going mm -hmm. on and and what have you yeah you know you touched on something about what I heard was about your creative side and how vulnerable um, creatives can be, especially yourself, you're putting your work out there and it is um, out there for the world to scrutinize and, and how do you deal with that? Because you have, how do you, how do you personally deal with that? Um, I think it takes a lot of years, of, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you have to have a lot of years behind you to kind of like ignore the noise. Um, when we did the South Pacific Fashion Luncheon, um, someone sent me, a blogger sent me a message and said oh it's not like the fashion week that you normally produce and, and the models aren't like fashion week type and and um 
And so for me, I knew what the purpose was behind the show. I knew the kind of platform I wanted to create. And sometimes if you remind yourself about the things, why you're doing it and the purpose behind it, That's and so if good. you always visualize the end goal, then, then you won't get distracted by the noise, you know, yeah. that, that everyone makes. Um, yeah, and then if you surround yourself with, you know, the right people who always guide you and who always kind of be like your go-to, then it's a lot easier as opposed to just being alone and trying to um, create things on your own and not having that support system. Yeah, doing life on your own. Do you rely on, um, you said that you're Christian. Do you rely on your Christian community and speak to elders or whatever? do you have a mentor? Do you yeah. <laughs> I mean, we always talk, you know, like we always check in with our senior pastor. Um, I have uncles who are pastors as well. Um, also the wives of the pastors and, and my aunts were very spiritual. And sometimes when I'm going through things, I normally check in with them and talk to them about my issues. My husband is also, you know, like one of my greatest supporters. Um, he doesn't really care about all the noise and he always tries to direct me to keep yeah. being focused on what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Dan, who is the creator. I, I think we mentioned him before of Bula Boy Bear. So that's pretty awesome that you have so much support. You did mention that, you know, the, the Christian community, they do pray about um, if something happens and, and whatnot, but now they're being aware of mental health issues. And I, I'm mm -hmm. led to this verse that, that basically we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, mm -hmm. and I really believe that. I believe that, you know, if you're a Christian or, you know, you're part of a church, um, yes, you pray, you fast, you do what you have to do, but you also have to put action into it. And it's really refreshing to hear that Fiji and, and other islands are actually putting action to really, um, you know, taking care of mental health issues within the community mm -hmm. and onwards, you know, so that's just pretty awesome to hear, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you're also a great leader. <laughs> I'm in a couple of group chats with you. <laughs> you know, what? what is it like for you to be a leader during this year of COVID, of 2020, because you had a lot of, just like many other people out there, you had a lot of different things that you were going to do this year. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's just been uh, quite the challenge having to navigate through the, um, you know, the restrictions. Um, we know that, you know, there's people that have lost their jobs and and for me as an event planner, um, it definitely has been like, we've had to like reset and, and sort of think how we can move forward next year. If, if the, same, um, the same conditions were set for next year, like how are we gonna work around the parameters? And so thank God for technology, you know, we, we still are able to keep in touch with family. And uh, we have online church, and, and we still have people that are checking in, and and um, and still keep maintaining that contact, and and uh, and seeing a lot of um, online content being created as well. So it's definitely changed um, the way events and work is structured, um, but 
you know things have sort of like slowed down of course for for this year but i'm pretty hopeful for next year and just seeing if this is going to happen again, then we'll have to, you know, work around the conditions that they're given. Because def- this year we thought, okay, six months. Yeah. But then it turned out to be like an entire year. Right. Even maybe even more than a year, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you lead um, the people in your, the models and people in your product, production team? How do you lead them um, during these times? Um, I definitely check in with, uh, you know, the models, see how they're doing. I think one of, one of them just gave birth, like, uh, last week. And so, um, you know, I always, uh, call them up, text them, um, message them. And so that's, uh, that's the only way that we can keep in contact, um, you know, they had one time where they sort of relaxed the conditions and we went on a hike. But we haven't really caught up with all the models because we're not, you know, we're not able to. Yeah. Um, but we definitely check in from time to time with them, see how they're doing. And I'm friends with most of them, so I do see their activities online. I want them. Okay, I'll just put it out there. <laughs> She, I can tell she wants to say she's doing. Should I say it or should I? Yes, you can say it. I'm one of them. Exactly. <laughs> so just like you, Trish, we always uh, we always um, follow your Instagram and social media, and you know, um, comment on things and see how you know you're doing and how everyone else is doing and the group as well. So it's been good. Um, even though we can't see in person, uh, can't see each other in person and meet in person, um, it's still good to see that everybody's still progressing and still doing things, you know. And uh, yeah, it's it's been good. And and you've been you've you've changed quite a bit, like from. <laughs> no, I mean like we've seen the level of growth from the time that we created the luncheon. Yeah. Um, a lot of the models have really stepped up and, and sort of like, um, you know, just just evolved beautifully, like with their work and, and getting out there and, and doing their photo shoots and their podcasts. And um, so it's, it's, um, it's great just to see people grow and develop. And that's definitely what we had in mind when we created the luncheon. Yeah. That's so awesome. The luncheon was a luncheon slash fashion show. So yes, I've seen that too with other people who have grown and you really opened up a door for a lot of people by that fashion show and luncheon. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, that was pretty, that. pretty awesome to be part of it. Thank you for asking me to be part of it. Um, yeah, it's just really, really great. You know, what's it like for you to be here in America during this time and not be with your family? I know you said it was difficult, but not be in Fiji. Like, what's yeah. that like for you? Um, I know you have Dan, so it's probably easier, but yeah. what's it like for you? Because I know your dad and a bunch of your family are still back there. In Fiji. Yeah, um, majority of our family live back home. And I'm fortunate that you know, being married at this time to Dan as well, because he's, um, you know, he, he's a good communicator and, uh, and we're always going back and forth about issues and about life in general. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we do miss, we do miss home and we do miss Fiji and, um, 
but being in America has also provided a lot of, um, you know, opportunities, um, things that we wouldn't be able to have access to. Um, you know, we've been to events and workshops um, and met people that you only see, like on TV and and uh, and and you'd only see on your social yeah. media. Yeah. So there's there's um, and we've also you know, just being challenged in the way that we handle things and manage things and um, being part of, uh, you know, bigger church groups as well. Um, definitely has set the bar high for us. Um, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, I'm going to shift here a little bit to therapy because therapy is also a form of self-care as, as well as being part of church and mm -hmm. um, being around family and communication. I heard communication from you. It, it's a big deal. Um, do you think um, Fijians or um, Pacific Islanders are into therapy or are they now getting their feet wet into it? Because I know in my culture, um, it's very taboo, right? In the Trinidadian culture, it's like when, when I was growing up, my mom would say, oh, I'm not, I don't want to tell my business to other people, you know, like keep it within yeah. the family, keep, you know, keep, but mm -hmm. sometimes that's just not healthy. Sometimes you need to get professional help, um, especially mm -hmm. this year with isolation and people being away from um, one another, no physical contact, that sort of thing. Um, what do you think about therapy? I think therapy is always uh, it's, therapy is good, you know, when it when it leads to change and it leads to growth and and development, and so like the the Western version of therapy hasn't you know hasn't been um, it's not as pervasive. I mean, it, you know, like it's it's quite foreign to Pacific Islanders. And so we have therapy in different ways where we're talking to like people who have more life experience, but having an actual therapist, um, you know, those are new things. And it's, 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 I mean, especially with like, with mental health issues as well, because Fiji is still a developing country and we're still talking about these issues. So um, having a therapist is also a new, um, is also a new um, concept as well. But yeah. I think it's also becoming widely accepted. Like we do have therapists in Fiji and uh, that help to, um, you know, that help us with, um, you know, combating certain issues. And, and we have therapists like pastors and, and um, but uh, it's, it's still a new thing. And, and, and it's, it's not a, you know, like it's, it's something that we're we're starting to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Same same here from my culture and community. I think that's one of the reasons why I also started this podcast because mental health is a huge issue. And in the mm -hmm. United States, like people don't know. I think people know this, but Joe, I'm correct. I believe Joe Biden's wife is a clinical psychologist as well as an educator. So that's a big deal. So I'm really excited to you know to see what happens in the united states as far as mental health is concerned and possible benefits and and what have you um yeah. so yeah yeah thanks for you know being um so vulnerable and talking about these things donna um i wanted to ask you what's next for you what do you have planned next well, hopefully babies next year but, um... <laughs> nice 
Um, what Dan, you hear that? You hear that? Don't get crack a lacking. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you got a healthy marriage, you know, healthy sex life, all that good stuff. <laughs> Lots of babies being born, and I could see that <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. So, uh, what's next? You know, we, um, fashion fashion week is next on the horizon. Um, we're not gonna say you know too much about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, given that we've gone through this entire year with all the restrictions in place. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easier to work out, okay, how are we going to do events next year and how are we going to plan it out? Because we've gone through this entire year with like the social distancing, the masking. And so it'll be a lot easier next year um, with, with the, if, if the same thing were to happen and we'd have to be like, you know, six feet apart and doing masks and everything. So I'm hopeful for 2021 hopeful to see you know more models and 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 uh different designers and um your yeah. designers are great it's like the if you have a chance if anyone has a chance next year to actually actually come to the show um when it happens socially distanced of course and and everything the and designers are so, <laughs> yeah the designers are phenomenal it's just a, an array it's so diverse the clothing the art the artistic uh value in it it's just really beautiful yeah yeah and hopefully we'll see you next year yeah, yeah i'll be there hopefully <laughs> <laughs> i'll try to be there a fabulous sure. plus size model <laughs> oh yes i'll try to definitely be there yep um as long as things are safe as long as things are safe um yeah. is there anything that you'd like to tell the fijian community um for this year, any words of, I guess, celebration or any words of inspiration, lifting them up this year? Anything you want to say? Um, gosh, I think there's a lot that's been said. You know, um, uh, we're just thankful that this year has come to an end and, um, you know, just to be safe and, uh, and to wear your mask, of course. And, and uh, you know we were just wishing everybody um a healthy new year yeah um, yeah and the prosperous new year as well yeah. yes same to you um if people want to get in touch with you is there a way they can follow you on instagram or anything or dan's um bullet boy wear and everything do you have yeah. uh, um we're on instagram um there's bullet boy and um you know, you can message me as well on uh, Don Lessie V or Bullet Girl on Instagram. Um, we haven't created the uh, actual name for our new show. Okay. The lunch was just an introduction and we wanted to see how the response would be to um, South Pacific fashion. And it so was a great response too. It was, <laughs> it was a really great, I'm so thankful to be part of it. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was quite overwhelming. I mean, you know, we, I think it wasn't, uh, I didn't quite expect everybody to turn up and in droves and, and, and dress <laughs> up. And and um, and their response to the models was also great. You know, the models and the clothes. It's not your atypical sort of fashion week event where people are really quiet and just observing with their phones. No, they were straight up <laughs> islanders up in <laughs> It was kind of islanders up in there, a little bit noisy. I can say that because you know 
a family on <laughs> Islanders. So we were having a good time at that fashion show for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, an island fashion show is, there's definitely going to be some noise. So um, I'm just glad that the models enjoyed themselves and the parents and everybody who supported it. And, um, and they were very, um, you know, they were positive about the event and, and very responsive to the models that were coming out. And um, yeah, all, all in all, it was a really um, great experience um, for me. Um, but definitely, um, I, I want to do a better job next year as well. Yeah. Well, you did a great job, and I know <laughs> only great things to come. There is more, right? <laughs> yeah, there is more. There is more. Yeah. yeah. So, but thank you so much for having me. Um, it's always good to catch up with you in private and, um, I mean, on social media. <laughs> And our phone calls too. <laughs> yeah, phone calls and stuff. And um, yeah. Yeah, I'd advise people to pick up the phone and actually call and speak to someone during this season. Mm. Um, texting is great, but it's different when you actually hear someone's voice. It feels really good. You actually connect. And me and Donna, we've gotten pretty close this year. And, um, and I really believe mm. because of that and FaceTime and stuff too. And technology is just pretty awesome. So I yeah. want to thank you, Donna, for being on this. And enlightening us and thanks everyone for listening to the core behavioral therapist bye everyone bye donna bye merry christmas merry christmas <laughs>